Business Foundations for Mums with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. and welcome to today's Business Foundations for Mums with our guest, Laura Cruz. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's lovely to have you. And you are a seasoned podcaster yourself, but I'm sure you'll go on and tell us a lot more about your own podcast a little bit later on. So first of all, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, your family, how all of that integrates together. So um, Laura Cruz, also known as the Dream Transition Mentor. You might wonder what that means. Well, it means I help women principally, not to say I don't work with men, but principally women to build the confident mindset they need to actually believe and then make progress into that dream life and business that they've always wanted. So I just believe really strongly that so often we have an idea of something we want to do and, you know, business or a change that we want to make in our lives and like lack of confidence, mindset, worry about what other people will say, fear of failure, all of that gets in the way. So that's basically what my business is focused on. And I support my clients in lots of different ways. So I've just released a book, podcast, one-to-one networking group and group program. So lots of different ways to help women out. And I guess the reason I feel so passionately about that is because it's the journey that I've taken mostly with coaches and mentors. They are you know, their ideal client, the people they work with is an earlier version of themselves. And I guess this was me four years ago when I was in a corporate role and had this moment where I suddenly thought, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I knew I needed to make a change. I knew I was coming to my my time at that company. I'd already decided I'd do five years. And I got to year four and thought, right, okay, so what am I going to do now? And there was a rumor that the company might get sold. And I thought if the company got sold, what would happen to me? You know, I might get made redundant. What would I do? And I had this just epiphany. I could only describe it as that. And I thought, I'm not going to work for anybody else. I'm going to work for myself. And once the idea was in my head, I couldn't let it go. I just, I had to explore it and pursue it. But although I was really excited at the prospect of that, I think I probably had about 5% confidence I could do it. And 95% of me was saying, what are you talking about, Laura? You can't do that. So I managed to turn that around the other way around. So 95% confidence, 5% nervousness because you always have some so my you know my goal and my passion is to help other women to do the same whatever that looks like so whatever the business is whatever that dream life looks like why can't you create that for yourself and you said about my family so I'm a, a mum of three stepmom to two busy busy life and actually felt the kids were growing up and I was missing out I wasn't seeing them grow up they're nearly adults all of them now well three of them are two of them coming up to it but I just felt like I was missing out. I felt like I wasn't spending enough time with them. I felt like that they'd grown up before I'd realised, you know what it's like as a mum, the days are long, but the time goes quickly, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. the days are sometimes painfully long, but you think, oh my God, I can't believe that my child's grown to that point and I don't want to miss it. I just didn't want to miss anymore. So that was kind of why I wanted to, one of the reasons I wanted to work for myself and why I love doing what I do because I get to, be present for my teenagers. 
That sounds absolutely amazing. And I think that's such a strong reason to want to work for yourself is to have that time with your children. I think it's something that as mums, so many of us dream of, don't we? Having that that time, that flexibility, that availability to yeah. spend the time with them that we want to. Amazing. And you said that you turned your confidence around from about 5% confidence to about 95%. Can you give us a little taster of some of the things that you did to to turn your confidence around? Did you have support and help from other mentors or coaches or did you do that yourself? I did it myself. So I'm a co- I, you know, I was coaching um I'm a coach anyway. I actually in the in the year that so from deciding I wanted to leave to actually leaving was a year and I left as the pandemic hit. Perfect timing. Um but um in that year, I did a master's level in coaching. I'd been coaching for years anyway, but I wanted to get a certification and I wanted formal qualification. But yeah, I did it all on my own. So I worked through kind of self-coaching, exploring what I would do, you know, getting advice from people, but really working through that on my own. And I won't lie, like in the first, I think I decided I wanted to do it probably in the March. And by the summer, I was kind of obsessed with it to the point where I couldn't really sleep because I was so worried if I did this, how would I make money? What would I do? And then I just had to kind of separate, really had to separate out what was going on in my head and, you know, get it on paper, break it down, explore what it actually was. Because a lot of the time, the things that hold us back, the things that we're frightened of, the things that we don't feel confident for, are not actually as bad as you think. And they're not quite what you think. So when you explore them and break them down, suddenly, you know, they don't feel as big. Um, but it definitely it was a year so it was a year from start to kind of leaving and that year was I needed it because I needed that was my transition right I needed that period of time to go yep I'm going all in on working for myself and and I'm going to kind of go free for and you know take the last salary payment and then just it's definitely a in some ways it feels like it does feel like free for but then actually feels really freeing it's hard to explain I've never once never once regretted leaving my job not once amazing fantastic I think having that transition period can be really important for a lot of people can't it it helps you to ease into the idea of of having your own business but actually it can also be a really good financial buffer period as well to to save some money so that you've got something to back you up when you do go all in on the business to start testing the waters with your business and and getting it out there and and start to approach the marketing side of it and start to grow the business before you lose the income of a of a full-time position as well yeah but I think I think because often we feel like I think we imagine because we get we get pulled in by stories on social media and like success stories. We get pulled in by this kind of notion that you can kind of build a really successful, fantastically, you know, money making business within six months. Or you're going to leave your job on the Friday and then Monday you're going to kind of have all these clients waiting for you or you'll have your, you know, whatever your business is, you'll mm. have it all sorted out. And the reality is you won't. And I'm mm. not being negative. You just won't. Mm. Those success stories you hear I'm not saying they're not true, but they're few and far between. They're the exception, not the rule. The reality is that building a business takes time, effort, you know, consistency, motivation, energy. It takes all of that. And you do need to transition. So I did a, I remember doing a podcast episode called Transition Don't Jump. No one's suggesting that you just go, right, that's it, I quit. And I'm going to something else because, well, that would be kind of unrealistic and probably not very wise. Absolutely. So the transition is so important. I think it's really important there, actually, you've touched on two different things. You touched on previously about how it can be really 
easy to, I suppose, catastrophize about what could go wrong. It can mm. be really easy to get sucked in by our own negative thoughts about yeah. the things that could happen. But equally, it can be really easy to be sucked in by some of the, the positive success stories that, as you say, you know, are, are so few and far between. They definitely are not the norm. So finding that happy medium and, and growing your business slowly and steadily and sustainably is such an important part of it. I absolutely agree with you on that without doubt. Yeah. And, and also growing your business in a way that suits you, because I think early on we get swayed by somebody says this and then somebody says that and then do this and then try that. And you get a bit lost in what other people think. It takes time to find like you and your rhythm for you as a business owner, what works for you and how you like to do things and what's authentic for you. If you try to copy somebody else, it just doesn't it's not really I don't know. It doesn't feel like you. I want everything I do. I want it to feel like me. Absolutely. No, it totally makes sense. And you've got quite a few different elements to your business, haven't you? You you do the coaching, but you've also got your podcast. So could you tell us a little bit about the podcast that you you have? Yeah, so I set my podcast up a couple of years ago. It's, I think I've just done done about 120 episodes, something like that. But I it's, it's called Your Dream or Mine with Laura Cruz. So I alternate. So I do a solo episode one week and the next week I do a guest interview. And the solo episodes are about mindset, about focus, about looking forward, about confidence, about self-sabotage or things like that. But the guest interviews are with female business owners who share their story of how they got started. Because honestly, I think even getting started is the hardest bit. You know, you're going to face challenges along the way, but actually even, like I say, that kind of free fall into going into it is is scary. And it's the getting started, which is what stops most people if that makes sense. So I interview female business owners and of all sorts of different things. So, you know, people who've got physical, you know, physical premises. So like boutique owners, beauty experts, coaches, photographers, jewelers, all sorts of things. People who've written books on giving up drinking, all sorts of things. And, you know, the, the theme of that is I want my listener to listen to the podcast and think they're just almost listening to me have a conversation with somebody like in a cafe. So it's very relaxed. It's like, oh, this, this is, you know, this is a normal conversation. And actually that guest, whoever that is, or Laura, they sound just like me. So if they can do it, I can do it. Because I think sometimes we feel that it's other, doing inverted commas, other people, other women who start businesses. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not mm -hmm. like that. That, you know, they're different. Well, we're not different. We just decided we were going to do it and we did it. Absolutely. And uh, you talked again earlier on about that, almost having that shift, that moment where you kind of thought, I, I don't want to work for anyone else anymore. I want to work yeah. for myself. And I think that happens to a lot of us. And and I remember having a, a similar shift. I had actually had my own business with my husband for a while. But after my second child was born, I just thought I I need to do something. I need to have a business. I, I, I want to do more than staying at home with my children. I want to do something more for me, but it needs to be something for myself. I want to do yeah. my own business. And and I remember that that moment of, of realization of of what I wanted to do. And I think a lot of mums have that when they realise that maybe they don't have the flexibility and the time with their children that they were hoping that they would have and that being in employment yeah. is a real struggle Yeah, when it comes I, to juggling everything. And I, you know, my kids are older now, my youngest is nearly 15, but when I was, I was a single mum and to three kids under the age of nine and the juggle and the, I had to do a lot of driving for my job. And so I'd have to, well, I had a nanny for a bit. I had a nanny for quite a few years because I needed somebody to come to the house. I needed to be on the road at half a seven. Otherwise I couldn't get to, you know, geographically where I was getting to. But then, and that was great because actually 
it enabled me to literally, I just came downstairs and went, hello, I'm off. And, you know, that was great. But then when I had to use like Breakfast Club and stuff like that, you know, the just the the grind of getting my son, you know, like like out of the house, into the car, into the thing. It seemed to take half an hour, even though it's just around the corner. But I had to drive because I had to go on from there. Do you see what I mean? Like it just, it was just exhausting. Mm. And I just felt like I was... You know, on, I worked four days a week. I'd start on a Monday. This is this is two jobs ago. I'd start on a Monday and then I just want to press fast forward to a Thursday, spend all weekend trying to catch up and then only to go back to it again on Monday. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And I don't regret those times because I don't think I was ready to have my business before I started my business at 45. And that was the right time for me. It had honestly never crossed my mind before. So it was the right time for me. But I also think I didn't actually realize that you could have your own business before that. I always thought you had to be employed. I thought that's how you earn money is being employed. Mm. It sounds silly now, but I just didn't even consider that I could do that. Mm, absolutely. No, I, I, I do know what you mean. I think when, when you're in the mindset of being an employee, sometimes you just don't realize that there is another way yeah. until someone else puts the thought into your mind or that dream that's been niggling away in the background starts to to grow and so many people have those dreams that you've talked about don't they so mm. many people have always dreamed of having whatever business always dreamed of making something always dreamed of doing something always dreamed of having that cafe always dreamed of writing a book whatever it might be and they're often dreams that get pushed to the back and that get really ignored and I think it's really easy to ignore our own dreams when we've got our families to think about as well I think I think the big thing about dreams, as you know, is what I'm massively focused on, is that when you are a child, you are encouraged to dream. You are encouraged to, you know, you've got children. Like when your child says they want to do something, you know, Formula One racing driver, ballerina, astronaut, architect, doesn't matter what it is, you say, oh, yes, of course, darling, you can do that. And then suddenly when they get to 18, it's like, wise up, come on, stop dreaming, get real. I think that's such a shame. I'm not suggesting that you that I don't mean dreams in a fluffy way. I mean, dreams of something mm. that you've always wanted to do. Like for me, releasing my first book is something I've wanted to do since I was a little girl. And I've you know achieved that at 48. So, you know, it took me quite some time, but I got there in the end. Like, why shouldn't we still have dreams that we want to pursue mm. as women? Why can't we do all the things that we want to do alongside being a mum? Like, mm. why? Why is it that we can't do that? I think I think we get really bogged down in feeling that we're being selfish because we want to do something for ourselves and I always offer the word the, the phrase self-focus instead of selfish because nobody likes selfish people but god do we admire self-focused people isn't that true it's mm. it could be classed as the same thing but just viewed from a completely different perspective yeah yeah amazing absolutely that sounds fantastic and you mentioned your book there tell us a little bit more about your book how did that come about so I, like I said, I'd always wanted to write a book. I've always been a big, well, always been a big reader, not so much since I had kids, but I did an English degree and I'm really into, you know, loved, can't write creatively, but like loved like literature and stuff like that when I was at school and at university, but always wanted to write a book, but I can't write fiction, right? I'm not a creative writer. So every time, you know, my mum would say, you know, you always wanted to write a book, Laura. And I think, I know, but I, I haven't, I haven't got it in me because it's, I can't write fiction. And and then when I started my business, I thought, actually, my book isn't fiction. It's nonfiction. And as I, you know, honed who I wanted to help in terms of my coaching clients, which, again, takes time to work out who you want to work with, rather than thinking you can help 
you know, be all things to all people. As I started to hone in on that, I realised that the book could be a really great way of getting my message out to a wider audience. So if somebody, you know, couldn't couldn't afford to work with me or couldn't join my programme or couldn't get to my networking event, but they wanted something which was a bit like kind of me in their pocket, then this was a great way to do it, right? So somebody could pick that up, order it from Amazon or buy it from a local stockist and go, wow, this is really inspiring. So it's it's called Dream It and Do It, Six Steps into Your Own Dream Life and Business. And I'm just so, I'm beyond proud of it. It's just amazing. I, I've got such great feedback so far and I just only see it getting kind of more widely purchased and shared and talked about. Fantastic. I haven't read it. It is on my wish list now. So I will definitely be uh, adding that one next time I put in an Amazon order. But yeah, I definitely heard, well, I heard a couple of people last week. I was a participant on a challenge that you did last week. And there was a couple of people who were on there who have read the book and, and were saying how fantastic it was. So definitely looking forward to uh, to reading that one. It sounds fantastic. So I love anything with a bit of positivity and and mindset is is so important. So yeah, yeah very much looking forward to it. Fantastic. And I totally agree with what you said. One of my childhood dreams was to write a book. And it's one that I've always put on the back burner because for exactly the same as what you said, I am not a creative writer. I, I just yeah. don't have that that creative side of me. My daughter is is amazing. And her, her teacher currently is hoping that she will go on to be a creative writer. But that's not me at all. Although I'm sure it was as a child. So maybe I need to just tap in and find my inner creativity. But yeah, absolutely. I've, you're just you're so right, actually, because I used to be able to write. I say that it's interesting. You say you can't do something. I used to be able to write creatively. And my three children write amazing stories. And yet I can't. But it's probably because I've got out of the habit. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's Absolutely. a thing. too. I used to write so many little stories when I was a child. It was something I loved to do. Definitely. Um, I do remember being told as a child that I wasn't creative. And, and then that thought has stuck mm. and I've gone down the sort of route of doing things mm. that are more scientific and more mathematical and more logical and system you know systemization is what I love but that creative side of me has really just fallen by the wayside and I've had a few people say to me you need to find your create you know everyone has their creativity you do need to find it but yeah I'm gonna have to look into that and see if it's there somewhere it's probably hiding what a shame that what a shame that somebody you know probably an innocuous throwaway comment can yeah. impact you like that because it, it, it's terrible it is absolutely yes. and we have so many of those don't we things yeah. that have been said yeah, to yeah. us that that we stick with those those ideas throughout our lives it's something i've that's, done a lot of work on recently so that's going to be the subject of my next book kate there we go absolutely yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it is amazing just this week I've, I've come up with two or three things that have been said to me in childhood that have totally formed what i believe about myself and, yeah, and it, it is story. so true yeah absolutely so now i'm trying to work around those things figure it yeah. out who I who I really feel like I am not not who I've been told I am what would you say is the best bit of advice that you have been given since you started your business I think this is and this is something that there's a couple of girls in Manchester the money mavens who I I love their work they've been on my podcast and I I listen to their podcast and one of the, their kind of phrases they say is the more me I am, the more money I make because they're focused on money, right? So on growing your business and, you know, making good amounts of money. And I love that because I think that when you, when you first start out, you're trying to be like somebody else. You're trying to, and we all do it, right? Oh, you like that. You know, you take, you don't copy directly, but you take a snippet, you take a thought, you take a, a word, you take a, 
a process you take something from other people and it's mm. fine because we all do it if you're blatantly copying awful but if you're you know let's use the phrase being inspired by other mm -hmm. people but you what happens then is you're not really understanding who you are as a as a woman as a business leader as as an entrepreneur as a you know whatever you want to call yourself you're not really tapping into you and once you're able to grow your confidence enough to tap into what you actually want then that's when that's when the money comes that's when you get real kind of the magic from your business because you are being authentically you and I think we forget you know there is only one of us and even if you are doing the same as somebody else so there's lots of people doing what I do you know we have similar businesses you're more on the kind of systems and process side and I'm more around mindset and confidence but mm. there's lots of people doing similar things but nobody says it like me nobody will say it like you Nobody has our voice, our experience, our approach, our sense of humor, our empathy. That's completely unique to us. So be more you because that's what people want. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think that's so true, isn't it? It's one of the things I remember being told quite early on is that your USP is you. You, yeah. people will buy from you because they know like and trust you it's it's about you as yeah. a person more than it is about necessarily what you can deliver for people the what is obviously hugely important as well because they need to to want what you're delivering but you are a huge factor in what you deliver so yeah, yeah. no I absolutely like I love that one that's a fantastic one can you give us the phrase again one more time the more me I am the more money I make Oh, I love that. That's brilliant <laughs> thank you <laughs> do you know isn't it funny how you hear things in business time and time again and sometimes they just really start to to resonate with you and you start to hear certain things again and again and you think that's a message that's being delivered to me and I've heard so many different people saying a, a very similar message to that it, it's just been cropping up constantly in my world recently yeah. about you know really being more you being more authentic being you know giving more of yourself being more vulnerable all of those things are so relevant and, and my podcast has taken a slight change. My solo episodes have become a lot more about me and my journey and and that side of things and what's going on in my mind. So I think that's that's really important. There's obviously the practical stuff as well, which is so important. But yeah, I, I love that. That's brilliant. Thank you for that, Laura. Really good. And do you have a favorite tool in business that you use? So old fashioned, honestly, I really... I'm, I'm probably the uh, the color opposite to you, Kate, because you you like the systems and the processes, and I like pen and paper. And oh, I still I, love a bit of pen and paper. Yeah, <laughs> I just favorite tool. It's probably it's. I mean, it sounds so basic, but it's my phone because it's everything. Because it's it's my you know my screen time is appalling, but I like to think. I also do watch telly on my phone when I'm you know. So I like to think that my that, that that's contributed to the awful amount of screen time. But, you know, I can do so much. Like sometimes I think we get overwhelmed by, well, you know, there's a lot to do when you run your own business and it's just you at the beginning. So, you know, when you're having to do social media, posting, creating stuff, doing this, that and the other and, you know, emails and all sorts of stuff, client calls and everything. But my phone just enables me to, you know, the hairdressers are quickly you know, do a post about something or, you know, I can create stuff on Canva. There's very little I can't actually do on my phone. So it just enables you to have, to be free. I mean, the, the basic premise of what I live my life by are the four Fs, freedom, flow, flexibility, fulfillment, sorry, and fun. I don't know where flexibility came from. I think you said it earlier. Freedom, <laughs> flow, fulfillment, and fun. And 
everything I do is kind of has to fit into one or more of those categories. And I guess having your phone, I mean, it's I just I was laughing uh, a couple of weeks ago because I, I went on holiday with a friend and with some friends and my one of my friends left her phone on the plane. Right. I know. I know. Oh. Anyway, so we got home. And she said, oh, we were in the taxi. She said, oh, my God, where's my phone? And she left it in the, you know, the little net basket on the plane. And I thought, oh, yeah. no. So anyway, so then I dropped her off and I took her to work the next morning. And then I said, oh, well, you know, let me know about your phone. And then that night I thought, how am I going to know about a phone? And then I rang her landline and I thought, I wonder if anybody will answer. And her husband yeah. answered. And I thought, if our landline rang, I don't think the kids would even know what it was. You know, back in the day when you didn't have the freedom because you were tied to, you know, a, a, a telephone at home or stuff like that. Mm. Being able to be on the move is amazing. So the phone can take me anywhere. Amazing. I totally agree with that. I mean, we, we haven't got a landline anymore. We got rid of ours a few years ago because the only people who ever phoned me on it were the spam phone calls. Yeah. And, you know, the the sort of attempted con phone calls and my parents. And that was it. So yeah. We, yeah. They, they still phone me, obviously. We, I can still speak to them, but we just use the mobile now because no one no one had our number. We didn't use it for anything. We only no, had it for I don't even know what ours is. No, exactly. But yeah, we got rid of it. We got rid of our broadband because we now have satellite internet because our broadband where we live so rurally was so awful that we got satellite internet instead. So the, the phone line went when the broadband went. There was just no need to have it. It was the only reason we had it for years. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I remember my children looking at one of the, um. I remember I remember having as a child, the original dial telephones oh, yeah. with the, the circular dialing pad on it and you, you spin it round for each number. And I remember my children looking at that on a video and thinking, you know so how does that work I don't understand it they just couldn't yeah, yeah. fathom it it made no sense to them whatsoever yeah yeah amazing <laughs> amazing but yeah you're you're right the, the mobile phone is just amazing isn't it the the things it can do god the thought of leaving it on a plane fills me with horror because if I yeah, didn't yeah. have my phone uh, I, I just don't hey, know I'm only going to say there was a lot of wine involved this is why it was left <laughs> on the plane. I've got you know sounds was, like a uh, good holiday it was a great trip yeah Amazing. Fantastic. Do you have a favourite book recommendation for us for mums in business that would be really inspiring? And you're welcome to you're welcome to recommend your own. (laughs) (laughs) I'd recommend mine. And actually, I was going to say this earlier. So mine, the book is six steps into dream life and business. But even if you are already in your business, there's so much in there about your confidence, your mindset, your action planning, your connection to your magic, to your big why. There's so much in there and I absolutely recommend it for whatever stage you're at. I think it's, you know, I talk about my dream transition method in there and it's the way that you get from kind of idea to actually making that thing happen, making it a reality. So I'd absolutely recommend my book. What would I, what would I recommend? There's a book you might not, I don't know if you've heard of, there's a lady called in America called Brooke Castillo. I don't know if you've heard of her. She runs the Life Coach School. Mm. Now she's got a podcast, which is great. I go in, in and out of sometimes with podcasts I go off people's voices yeah. like I listen to them for a bit then I get tired of their voice and I go back to it but she's got a great podcast she's made 50 million dollars of coaching she's a year not not accumulative wow. cumulatively. yeah that's huge she's, she's a powerhouse yeah have a look at the life coach school but she's got she's got a book called self-coaching 101 and it is brilliant Fantastic. because if you cannot afford to have coaching self-coaching is obviously harder but if you can't afford to pay for coaching and you need some help self-coaching is really this book is brilliant because basically it says there's a framework she uses that says it's all about how you react that gets the it's about the process that you go through which will then 
and how you are, which then indicates the outcome. It's brilliant. Amazing. Because you just get one up. Yeah, it's five steps. You get a piece of paper and write down. And honestly, and I did this with a friend, same scenario, but put different things in the boxes about how you are and how you approach it. And it's unbelievable the difference that it can make. So it's a great book. It's like tenor or whatever. Self-coaching 101. Brooke Castillo. So it's um like it's looks like Castillo, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Brilliant. Fantastic. I will have a look for that. And I will put links to both yours and that in the show notes as well so that everybody can find them nice and easily. Thank you. Fantastic. Wow. Well, you've given us loads of gems of knowledge there, lots of tips as well and recommendations. So thank you for that. And I will leave it there. But before I do, please, could you just tell everybody where they can find you? So I'm mostly on Instagram. You can find me on there. I am the Dream Transition Mentor. My page is very pink. Everything about uh, my business is pink, including the book cover. Or you can find me on my uh, website, lauracruz.com and that's cruised as in tom very good connection there i've only been a cruise for three years i'm still oh, not well, there you go. saying it's like <laughs> tom. I'm, I'm not it's still a my... novelty to have the same surname as tom cruise my brother-in-law tells me i'll tire of it i said i absolutely won't paul i'm not gonna tire of it <laughs> fantastic that's brilliant wonderful well thank you very much for your pearls of wisdom today laura it's been really lovely to chat to you and hopefully some of our listeners will come over check you out check out your book and find out a little bit more about you i'd love to see them in my world thanks for uh, your time today fantastic thank you very much thank you for joining us here at business foundations for mums you can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk. You can join our free Facebook group called Business Foundations for Mums or our low-cost BFFM membership for additional resources and support. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 